You're listening to Sewing Together from AppleTreeSewing.com, and this is episode 8. Hi guys, thanks so much for joining me here today. Today I'm going to be talking about podcasts. So I'm going to share a little bit about the history of podcasts. I'm going to tell you how I create my podcast. And then I'm also going to share some of my favorite sewing podcasts with you. In my Facebook group for Apple Tree Sewing Patterns, Shelby of Cedar's Closet said that she'd finished listening to all of my podcasts and she was wondering what other sewing podcasts I listen to because sometimes I mention them. So I gave her a list of some of my favorites, but I really wanted to discuss what each of the podcasts was about and why I like them. So I thought it would be really cool to do a podcast episode on my favorite podcasts. So I know this is a little meta, a podcast episode about my favorite podcasts, but I thought it would be beneficial. I will link to all of these podcasts in my show notes at appletreesewing.com, so don't feel like you need to write any of these down while you're listening. I know that some of you listen to these podcasts while you're sewing, so I don't want you to be trying to write things down and sew at the same time, so just head over to appletreesewing.com slash podcast to get the show notes. You just click on this episode, episode eight, and you'll see all of the links to the podcasts there. All right, before I begin into what my favorite podcasts are, I wanted to explain a little bit about what podcasts are. So since you are listening to this podcast, you obviously know what a podcast is because you're listening to a podcast right now, but you might not know how podcasts got started or how people even make podcasts. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. According to a Wikipedia entry on the history of podcasting, podcasting originated from audio blogging, which dates back to the 1980s. Podcasting didn't actually gain popularity until 2004. There's this really cool infographic from copyblogger.com slash growth of podcasting about how podcasting has grown over the years. I'll link to that page and the infographic in the show notes. Um, The infographic was posted at Copyblogger in March of 2016, so a little over a year ago, but it does look like the graphic itself is made with data from 2014, so I imagine some of it is outdated, but I think the content is still interesting, so I'm going to share. The infographic shares the podcast-related events that help to influence what podcasting is today from 2003 to 2014. In 2003, the first podcast premieres as Radio Open Source. In 2004, an article from The Guardian coins the term podcasting, and Libsyn.com launches as the first ever podcast provider. In 2005, iTunes releases support for podcasts. George W. Bush becomes the first president to ever deliver his weekly address as a podcast, and podcast is named the word of the year. In 2006, Apple releases GarageBand with a built-in podcast maker. In 2007, Ricky Gervais sets the record for the most downloaded podcast with 216,670 downloads. And Google buys podcast-friendly RSS reader, FeedBurner, for $100 million. Then the infographic jumps to 2011 when Adam Carolla breaks the record for the most downloaded podcast with 59 million 574,843 downloads. Now, 
I actually have never heard of Adam Carolla, so I looked up his podcast and it looks like he interviews celebrities and maybe like influencer types. I'm not too sure, but I guess that's another podcast that I'll have to add to my list of podcasts to listen to. Continuing with the infographic, in 2012, Edison Research reports that 29% of Americans have downloaded a podcast. In 2013, Apple announces 1 billion subscribers, and in 2014, Apple buys podcast app Swell for 30 million. The infographic also has cool information about like what percentage of Americans listen to podcasts, how many active podcasts there are, the average length of podcasts, how often podcasts are updated on average. And one thing that I think is really cool is that it says that at any given moment, 55 podcasts are being recorded, which, you know, I'm recording a podcast right now. So I'm kind of wondering who the other 54 people are that are recording at this moment. It also goes over what the popular podcast categories are. And shockingly, sewing did not make the top 10 list. It also lists the top 10 podcasts in 2004. Now, if you're just looking for general podcast recommendations, you can check out the charts on iTunes, or there's actually a People's Choice Podcast Awards each year, so you can check that out. Apparently, there was some controversy with last year's award winners, though. According to podcasternews.com, there was like a podcasting network that influenced people to vote for specific podcasts. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but you can read more about that at the podcaster news posts that I'll link to in the show notes. So how does a podcast even get made? You might enjoy listening to podcasts, but have no idea how someone like me even starts a podcast. And I'm definitely not a podcast expert, but I'm going to share the process that I went through to start my podcast. So firstly, you need a topic or interest to podcast about. Like blogging, it should be something that you're somewhat knowledgeable about and super interested in. Now, I'm not a sewing expert by any means, but I am somewhat knowledgeable, and I think listeners maybe enjoy hearing from someone who's real and someone who makes mistakes. Now, it's important that your topic that you're going to podcast about is something that you are interested in and passionate about because you don't get paid to podcast, so you want to make sure that you're doing it for fun and you enjoy it. Next, you'll need a little bit of knowledge about audio recording and editing. I have mentioned that I'm working towards my master's in educational technology and design. So in that program, I've been learning a little bit about audio recording and editing and what makes good audio and what's not good audio. Now, I'm of course limited to what my budget allows. I don't have a recording studio, but I did buy an external mic to record my content to get better sound quality. I didn't buy a very expensive one. It was under $100 Canadian. It's called the Blue Snowball. And the Blue Company also makes a Yeti mic, which is recommended a lot, but it's a little bit more expensive. And when I bought my mic, I wasn't really sure how long I was going to be doing the podcast because I started it for a class. So I just purchased the cheaper version, but I think it's still a really good quality option. There are two other things that will help with audio recording. And one is a pop filter which is just like a nylon screen that goes in front of your mic and it softens the harsh sounds like the peas. There's a tutorial online on how to make your own pop filter using like a 
coat hanger and a pair of pantyhose. And my pop filter really does just look like a plastic circle with nylon pantyhose placed inside. So I think you probably could make a good one for yourself if you are on a budget. But I just bought a cheap one on Amazon. I think it was only $15 Canadian. So it's not that expensive. The other thing I do that maybe sounds a little bit strange, but would help your podcast is to record in a quiet space. And what I, what I do, I record in my closet. I have a walk-in closet, so I'm not like super squished in here, but it's maybe eight feet by eight feet. So it's kind of small, but the important thing about my closet is that all the walls are covered in clothes and clothes are made of fabric and fabric absorbs sound. So this helps to prevent any echo or reverberation while I record. You also need to know a little bit about audio editing. This maybe isn't necessary if you don't want to add any music, but if you do want to add some copyright cleared music or adjust your audio levels, you need some basic audio editing knowledge. There are a few different programs that you can use. When I started my podcast, I was using Audacity, and then I switched over to GarageBand. And this episode I'm actually recording in Adobe Auditions, and this is my first time ever using Adobe Auditions, so hopefully it sounds okay. So I started with Audacity, and I really liked it, and I thought it was easy to use and super easy to edit, but it was scrambling some of my episodes after I recorded them, because I think it like saves the audio files in these little packets, and it was getting the packets out of order, and then my audio just sounded all mixed up, like it was skipping and jumping to different parts. So... I ended up recording one episode seven times, and after that, I was like, I'm never ever using Audacity again, so I switched over to GarageBand, and I didn't have any issues with GarageBand. I really like GarageBand, but to me, it's maybe not quite, you can't quite do as much as you can with Audacity. I'm I'm not sure. Maybe I just don't know how to use it to its full abilities, but I found that it was a little bit more basic, but would work great for podcasting. And then, um... I got a new computer, a new MacBook Air, and it does have GarageBand, but it's a new version of GarageBand, and it doesn't have the same features as what I was learning on my old MacBook. And one of the things it had was like an actual way to record podcasts, and it made it sound really good. And this new version, GarageBand, I think it's GarageBand 10, it doesn't have that. So instead of trying to learn GarageBand all over again, I have the Adobe Creative Suite, so I thought I'd see if there was an Adobe option, and there is, so that's what I'm trying now. Okay, so once you have your recording equipment, and you're able to get your audio files all ready, you need to have a website to host your podcast. So iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this from, they don't actually host the contents of the podcast. What they do is search the internet for new content on other people's websites and they update that way. Now you do have to submit your audio to those apps. Um, They don't just like search the internet and find all the audio and then turn them into podcasts. You have to submit it and get approved, but you do need a website or some sort of hosting site. I know there are a few paid sites that you can sign up for that will host your podcast for you, but I just use my WordPress site, and that's wordpress.org, not wordpress.com. And I created that website for that class I was taking, so I've just been using that to upload my podcasts. I have a podcast plugin that I use, and I just upload my audio file, and I add all the details. It's like a fill-in-the-blank kind of form. And then the plugin sets it up so that iTunes can get all the information it needs from there. 
once you have your podcast loaded onto your site, you submit it to iTunes or wherever you want the show to show up. So I submitted my podcast to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Now, I think that by submitting to Google Play that they might submit to other podcasting apps for me. I'm not really sure, but I know that some people listen to my podcast on Overcast and I never submitted to them. So I think Google Play maybe submitted to them. I'm not sure. Anyway, to submit to iTunes, there are some requirements that you need to meet, like the size of your artwork and some script that your website needs to have so that iTunes computers know what category your podcast is or um, like your episode description. But for my podcast, my plugin on my website does all that script work for me, so I don't have to worry about that. After you get approved, your podcast shows up on those apps. Now, the kind of sucky part of podcasting is that iTunes doesn't tell you anything about who's listening to your podcast or even if anybody is listening. So the plugin I have on my website tells me how many listens I get, but it's just like this random number that changes daily. So I don't know how accurate it is or how they even get that data. Um, that's one of the reasons that I like hearing from people who are actually listening to my podcast because I see the numbers in the back end of my website, but I don't really know if that's real. But when people contact me, it's like, oh, people are actually listening on the other end of this. Now, sometimes it is easier to pretend that no one is listening because I don't want to like get stage fright or something. But knowing that some people are listening to what I'm sharing, it definitely motivates me to keep up with it. So the other thing about podcasting that I kind of mentioned before is that you don't get paid. I don't know, maybe some people get paid to podcast. There could be like podcasting networks that pay people or maybe iTunes does pay some people. I'm not sure. But just generally, people like me are not paid to provide content. There are different ways that you can make money from podcasting. You can share affiliate links or codes, which is something I'm definitely interested in, but I haven't done yet. Um, so usually it's just people sharing things that they like and then they get a certain commission if you purchase those things and it doesn't cost you any more, but um, the person providing you the content does get some money for that. Another way to make money podcasting is to have sponsors and they pay, pay for spots on your show. So you just sort of promote the things that they ask you to promote and they pay you money to do it. Um, and then the final way I know of to create income from podcasting is to promote your own things for sale. So lots of people have online courses and that's what they promote. They give like um, little mini lessons through their podcast and then you can purchase the actual course through their website. For me, I talk about my pattern company in several episodes. So that's sort of how I make money podcasting, I guess. But I really just like to have another hobby I really love teaching and right now I'm on parental leave so I'm not teaching in the classroom and this kind of lets me feel like I'm back at it. Boy that was a lot of background information. Okay let's move on to what my favorite sewing podcasts are. Okay I tried to rank these podcasts in like order of how much I like them but I couldn't. They all offer different things and are really unique so in no particular order. Well actually there is kind of an order to them, but it's not like by order that I like them. Anyway, you'll see. The first sewing related podcast I'm going to recommend is Maker Style. Here's her little blurb from her show description. A creative lifestyle podcast. We talk about small business, blogging, and sewing pretty things. Listening to Maker Style is like sitting down for a coffee and a chat with your girlfriends who are just as passionate about creating things as you are. That show is hosted by Rachel 
and she is pretty young. I I think she's like 21 maybe, but she is so good at her interviews. She gets lots of really interesting information from her guests. But my favorite part is that she asks them about a time when they have struggled in their business and it just really makes it super relatable and so honest. And the other thing I really like is that Rachel's also Canadian, so I think that's really cool. Um, Rachel sort of focuses more on the fashion side of sewing, and I think that is something that I'm really interested in, so maybe that's why I really like her podcast so much. But I think it's super inspiring, and she has lots of super interesting guests. One of my favorite episodes is a more recent episode, episode 24, where she had Michelle from Stylemaker Fabrics discuss some of the spring fabric trends. She also had a couple of pattern designers on her podcast, which I obviously find super interesting. I really love episode nine with Helen from Helen's Closet, where she talks about how she started her PDF pattern company. And I I found it super interesting since I was starting my PDF pattern company right around the same time. And it just really was inspiring for me. A great crossover episode is episode 21 where she had Stephanie from Modern Society on there because Stephanie also had Rachel on her podcast. So it was fun to listen to those two sort of around the same time. The only thing that people might find kind of bad about Maker Style Podcast is the audio quality maybe is a little bit lacking. Her quality's gotten way better as her shows progressed, but because it's an interview style podcast, some episodes the interviewee is loud and Rachel's a little bit quiet, so it's kind of hard to hear. I'm not sure how she records the interviews, But sometimes if Rachel's talking while the interviewee talks, then the audio cuts out because it's like a one-way communication. But the content of Maker Style podcast is so good. And if you start with the more recent episodes, the audio quality is better. So then you'll fall in love with Rachel and her podcast, and then you'll just want to listen to them all. Okay, next we're going to talk about the Modern Society podcast. Stephanie is the host of that show. Here's her little blurb from her podcast description. Modern Society features modern creative bloggers in many different industries, such as sewing, crafting. I will chat with each guest about what really led them to blogging, why they blog, what inspires them, what blogging has brought them, for example, book deals, designing fabric and patterns, working for other companies. We will also talk about their passions that fuel their blogs like sewing, crafting, cooking, home improvement, and parenting. It is a chance to get to know them a little more than what we read on their blogs, and just have a great time chatting. Okay, so this is another interview style podcast, but Stephanie is a quilter, so she's got a little bit of a different perspective. Stephanie is also from somewhere in the southern United States, I want to say. She just has the cutest little accent, so that's why I think that, and I just really love her voice so much. She sounds so sweet and so kind. One of my favorite episodes is episode 112 with Kate from The Fold Line, because that was the first time I'd ever heard of the Fold Line, and I think it's such a great website, and it was really cool to hear how it was developed. And it was just, like, amazing how much work that they put into that website. Anyway, I also really like episode 110, which is her interview with Liesl from Oliver and S, because I really love hearing about how other PDF pattern designers got started, and especially with someone as big as Oliver and S. I also really liked episode 95 with Meg Healy from birdastyle.com because I really just like hearing how people get actual jobs in the fashion or sewing industry. She sort of talked about how she used to work for Vera Wang as well, so that was really cool. 
I haven't listened to all of the Modern Society podcasts because a lot of them are more directed towards quilting, but she has so many good episodes. In episode 108, she interviews Abby Glassenberg of the While She Naps podcast, which leads me to my next podcast recommendation, which is Abby Glassenberg's While She Naps podcast. Abby interviews all sorts of creative types of people in creative businesses. The thing I really love about the While She Naps podcast is the amount of time that she puts into getting her information for about her guests. So she does like a bunch of research on her guests and their histories, and then she puts those little pieces of information into their interview, and you can really just tell that she puts a lot of time into preparing for these interviews. I also really like that it's not just sewing. She interviews all sorts of crafty types. She has a really awesome community episode, episode number 87, where at the end of 2016, she put a call out on her blog to have readers submit their favorite things like books and tools and apps and podcasts, and she shares their responses. They are actually recorded in the person's voice, so they submitted their recordings of what their favorite things are, and I thought it was really cool to hear everyone's recommendations in their own voice. One of my other favorite episodes from the While She Naps podcast is episode 57, where she interviews some of the heads of Etsy, and she asks them some pretty tough questions. You can kind of hear in her voice how she's maybe frustrated or maybe she's conveying the frustration of her blog readers with some of Etsy's policies. It was really professionally well done, but it was good to hear her ask some real questions. She has a lot of cool episodes from really amazing people. Episode number 14, Abby interviewed Tara Swagger of the Explore Your Enthusiasm podcast, which is my next podcast recommendation. The Explore Your Enthusiasm podcast is a business podcast for people with creative businesses. Um, Here's her show description from the Explore Your Enthusiasm podcast. Let's explore what it takes to craft a sustainable, profitable, fun business while staying enthusiastic and motivated. Whether you just opened your first Etsy shop or you've been selling your art, design, or writing full-time for years, you struggle with doubt, loneliness, motivation, and getting it all done. In this podcast, we'll explore what you really want from your small business so that you can follow your enthusiasm, make your art, and make money. Each episode is a mini lesson in exploring what you want out of your own business so that you can craft a life and a business that fills your life with enthusiasm. Find more lessons at terraswagger.com. And it's actually um, spelt Tara Swigger. I'll link to it in the show notes, but um, she pronounces it Tara Swigger. I really like this podcast because it isn't an interview style podcast, which I find a lot of podcasts are. And I like to just listen to her talk and give advice. She offers a lot of really practical advice for creative business owners. I also like that she keeps it super real. She talks about struggles, but also offers some tough love, and she tells it like it is. If you're a creative business type, then I think you really would like her podcast. Her episodes aren't numbered, so you just kind of scroll through and listen to whatever ones you find relevant. I really like her episodes where she talks about income reports. I find them super interesting. And I also find a lot of personal value in her episodes where she talks about defeating self-doubt, and she kind of encourages you that you are good enough. Because I think that's something that I sort of struggle with. Um, Like I said, her episodes aren't numbered, but you can scroll through and just sort of um, read the episode titles. They've got really descriptive titles and just listen to the ones that you think you might like. 
Another good business advice podcast for creative businesses is the Merriweather Council. Here's her description. The Merriweather Council podcast, hosted by Danielle Spurge, is all about celebrating the reality of gainful self-employment through craft. This is a podcast for art and design entrepreneurs, makers, Etsy sellers, and Shopify users. Featuring tips, insights, advice, and tough love for handmade business owners in concise format. Focus on sharing realistic ideas and personal experiences with the nuances of handmade business in mind. If you are working to turn your crafty tendencies into profit, tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. So her podcast has some great business advice and she's another podcaster with a cute accent. I think she must be from like the Midwest or something. I feel like in her podcast, she is really, really encouraging. In her show description, she says she offers tough love, but I don't think I've ever heard her offer tough love. It is just love, love. She has a lot of practical advice, but she just spends a lot of time encouraging you. If you have a handmade business, then she just kind of says like, you can do it and gives you advice on how to improve your business. One of my favorite episodes is episode number 17, where she discusses why your market is not too saturated. She makes some great arguments on there about why you can price your work fairly, regardless of what other people in your market are doing. And I think that's something that a lot of handmade sellers struggle with. There are two more podcasts that I want to share with you. The first is Sewing Out Loud. It is such a fun podcast. It's this mother and daughter, and they both sew, and they just sort of chat about sewing and give some sewing advice. So up until recently, they owned a sewing store selling baby lock sewing machines. So they talk a lot about their baby lock machines, but they also offer a lot of really practical sewing advice. The dynamic between the mother and daughter duo is super fun to listen to. They're always like interrupting each other, and they have lots of fun personal stories to share. I'm not sure of their exact ages, but I think the daughter, Mallory, is in her late 20s. And the mom, ZD, always gets teased by Mallory that she's like 100, but I don't know what her actual age is. I think she mentioned that she's maybe 35 years older than Mallory, something like that. Anyway, ZD has been sewing for many, many decades and has owned a sewing store and she was a seamstress and worked in a fabric store, I think. So she has lots of sewing wisdom to impart on the world. And Mallory is kind of like sewing royalty, born into the ZD family. So she knows a lot about sewing too. They have a great garment sewing series on their podcast that they did. um, And it has tons of great tips for garment sewing. This podcast is actually one of the reasons that I decided to start podcasting. Listening to Sewing Out Loud, I always thought they had such great tips and advice, but a lot of the stuff was stuff I already knew, and it kind of made me think that maybe I did know enough to start my own podcast. The other thing that kind of inspired me was that Mallory has this easy tea class that she advertises every now and again, and it's a t-shirt drafting class that she has to draft a woven t-shirt, and when I was listening to her podcast, I was also working on my t-shirt drafting blog series, so it kind of made me think that I should start a podcast, and that way I can sort of spread the word about my t-shirt drafting blog series. Anyway, the Sewing Out Loud podcast is just such a fun podcast. I think I've listened to every single episode of that one, and I can't say that about all the, the other podcasts that I've recommended. It's really, really interesting to listen to. And they also have a Facebook group where you can kind of get in touch with them and they offer sewing advice on their Facebook group too. 
Okay, the last podcast I really, really love is The Sewing Room by Bishy Barnabas. Unfortunately, it hasn't been updated since December of 2016, but I did message her through her Facebook page and she said she's not quitting. She's still going to be doing more episodes. Um, She recorded one in January that she's going to try to get up right away. So hopefully we'll be hearing more from her soon. In the show, Vicky shares what she's been sewing, what tool or product she's enjoying, and then she sort of gives like a pattern review. She has some really amazing life experience that she shares with us, and I just find her so captivating. She's got a British accent, which I think is really cool. I must have this thing with like people with accents. I don't know. So Vicky is also a PDF pattern designer, just like me. So she talks about that a bit, and I find it super interesting to just listen to her talk about her pattern company and the different things that she's doing in there. Okay, that's all the podcasts that I listen to regularly. But there are a few other ones that I listen to every once in a while or sort of like scroll through the episodes and just pick the ones that I like. All of these are sewing interview style podcasts. The first one is Seamwork Radio, and it is a very, very well-produced podcast. It's by Colette, which is the major indie pattern designer. And it's just so beautiful to listen to. It's so well edited. Um, But it is a seasoned show, so they don't have regular updates right now. They're in between seasons. But I really enjoy listening to it. The problem with this podcast for me is that I usually listen to podcasts before bed. And this podcast is so soothing, I can't stay awake through it. But when I listen during the day, I really love it. There's also Thread Cult, which is another interview-based podcast. Um, And she interviews people in the sewing industry. And she has some really cool guests And the audio is really well done in this one. And then the last one is Elise Gets Crafty. It's another really well done interview style podcast. She has some solo episodes as well. And I actually find that I like her solo episodes the best. She has really great advice. But she does interview more sewing types as well. And she looks kind of at the business aspect of sewing. Okay, that's all the recommendations I have for sewing podcasts that I really like to listen to. But I have one non-sewing podcast that I listen to pretty regularly, and that is Anna Ferris's Unqualified. I think that's the only podcast I listen to that's completely unrelated to sewing or business. It is so funny. She basically invites celebrities over to her house, and then she asks them some questions, but she also does like sort of improv role-playing type stuff with them. And then at the end... They get callers to ask them for relationship advice. So these are non-famous people that call into the show and ask them questions about their relationship and they offer them advice on what they should do. I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to a lot of them and I think they're just super funny. And I, I feel like the celebrities relax a lot and they maybe forget that they are being broadcast across the world because it seems like they are a little bit more of them their true selves they show a little more of what their actual personality is like than they do in televised interviews and so I think that's super interesting and I also find hearing their relationship advice super fun I do want to give a little bit of a warning with this podcast though it does have some inappropriate content so I wouldn't recommend listening to this if you have children around or if you're at work um, because there's a lot of inappropriate content and uh, swearing. Okay, that's all the podcasts I wanted to share. 
I asked our friends on social media what podcasts they like to listen to, and I didn't get a whole lot of responses, but Shelby from Cedar's Closet again, she commented saying that she had just binge listened to a few different crime podcasts, and I know my husband, he listened to S-Town, which is kind of a crime podcast, and so I asked her, was one of the podcasts that you binge listen to S-Town and she said yeah it was so good so I thought I'd give it a try and I finished it in three days and like that's really fast for me because I've got kids so I can't listen to it all the time and it was so good so if you are looking for a sort of mystery crime type podcast S-Town which I think is number one on the iTunes charts right now it is really good and I was, I didn't want to listen to it because I was kind of nervous that it might be scary and I don't really like scary things, but it wasn't really scary, um, sort of creepy maybe, but not like frightening at all. And so that was a really good podcast. Okay, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can find us on social media. You can search Facebook for Apple Tree Sewing or join our Facebook group by searching for Apple Tree Sewing Patterns, or you can find me on Instagram at Apple Tree Sewing. Thanks for listening.